Welcome to the Connecticut Weekender Podcast, bringing you events, festivals, and all things to do across Connecticut. I'd like to welcome your host, Ryan Sylvester. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Connecticut Weekender Podcast. We're coming to you on July 27th on this gloomy, kind of rainy Friday. I'm here along uh, along with uh, Sean Henry. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm not excited about the rain that's about to come. <laughs> you, sound, you sound thrilled. Yeah, impending doom of this rain right now. Well, I'm glad we had some sun today. Yeah. After all the rain. Yeah, it's happening. been, so. I know how you deal with the humidity and I know that it's been a struggle for you. So I'm happy that you're moving along. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, did you do anything, uh, anything noteworthy this weekend? We went to Drazen Orchards, um, which is actually right around the, the corner from our office here, uh, right in the center of Cheshire and uh, went blueberry picking with some friends. No way, that's pretty cool. I think it's uh, a little early in the season, actually, but really? they, they had them ready, and uh, we left with like a huge bucket full. It was pretty cool. Are you gonna? What are you gonna make with them? Uh, Kelly actually made my wife made. Um, uh, it was like a blueberry crisp pie or Ooh. something like that. Um, yeah, which was really good. That's and, funny. Uh, I never saw it in the office for us to try. And I know this this sounds tacky, but I don't know if tacky is the right word. But I, you know, trying the blueberries as I was picking them infinitely better than what I bought at the grocery store. <laughs> that I'm is serious. pretty tacky. Right, yeah, but like, you know, I, I hear everybody always say that, and it was absolutely true. They, yeah. were, they were just, they were really good. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I was uh, I was outside the other day, and, you know, I have a small, very small garden outside, and I picked some, some nice green beans, and yeah. uh, they're just, they're way better than, you know, anything you can buy at the store. Yeah, I don't but, know if it's the freshness or what, but, yeah, they were good. So definitely check it out. I, I saw them, uh, um, putting some things up on Facebook that they, uh, they have many more to be picked. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. I gotta get out there and do that. Um, so I, I went to, uh, I went to downtown mystic over the weekend yeah. and, uh, not many. Well, I don't know if the podcast listeners know, but I just got a new puppy and he is a terror. So we wanted to go and like walk around and, and, uh, you know, check out the mystic village. And we went in, uh, me and my fiance, Lindsay, we always have these like stores that we go into every time and it's kind of just a checklist and we we walk around and she drags me to a couple jewelry stores and I go into you know there's a Tibetan store down there that we love to go into and, and check out the cool art and stuff but uh we walked downtown and, and had uh, dinner at the engine room hmm. and I don't know if you've ever been there but it's uh it's pretty cool they have like some outdoor seating really popping in the summer um and it's right right basically right across the street from S&P um Oyster house okay. yeah. and uh, that's right on the drawbridge but um yeah so it's really cool they have um locally sourced like all ingredients and funny enough uh a lot of the beef that they have at the restaurant is taken from a farm that was or is in a town that i grew up in so north stonington is called Bariah lewis farm and they get a lot of their meat from the farm and back in high school all my friends used to work there i used to go down there and check out the cows and stuff like that so it's pretty cool now that you're saying this, I feel like I have been there. <laughs> it's re- it's really cool. It's like a um, you know, they have a really cool tap, uh, you know, like brew bar, tons of craft beers in there and stuff like that. So, you know, we did that and uh, walked down the drawbridge and uh, checked out oh. all the stores over there. Have you gone there? No, but I'm on their website right now, oh, and yeah. their headline says beer, burgers, and bourbon. Yeah. Sounds like my company. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So, you know, it's, it's, you go down there and you get an awesome burger and some French fries or whatever. And, uh, then we walked over to the drawbridge creamery yeah. and they have the best ice cream. Yeah. And I would say the only place that can really battle it out with them would be, uh, Buttonwoods. 
You ever been there? Never heard of it. You've never been to no, Buttonwoods? This is all uh, Oh my Okay, Eastern so they have um, every year they have uh they have this fundraiser for Make a Wish Foundation and they they had like these huge sunflower fields and they cut the they cut down the sunflowers, people go and buy them and all the money goes to Make a Wish Foundation. So it's really cool and it's a really cool place. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, you should take the kids and and go see the cows and everything. So every time that we go down there, you know, I, I got to walk across the street and I got to see the cows and but it's it's nice. It's really nice. Place. Very cool. Very cool. So we have some things coming up this weekend, Sean. You wanna you wanna lead us into those? Sure. Uh, the first one on the list is the summer jazz series with Jane Burnett and I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Um, yeah, uh, some great jazz. Um, multiple Juno Award winner Jane Burnett has turned her bands and recordings into showcases for the finest musical talent from Canada, the U.S., and Cuba. Sounds cool. She's been nominated for Grammy Awards, numerous Juno Awards, and oh, and received an Order of Canada. Um, so it looks like that's at the Palace Theater uh, Friday at 8 p.m. So that's in Waterbury. Nice. Definitely nice. worth checking out. I was just walking downtown Essex the other night, and I had some smooth jazz music. So cool. I'm getting real into the, the smooth jazz lately. Um, <laughs> coming up on August 1st. I can't believe it's already August. Um, Disney's The Lion King is coming to the Bushnell Theater. Um, more than 90 million people around the world have experienced the awe-inspiring visual artistry, the unforgettable music, and the uniquely theatrical storytelling of this Broadway spectacle. Now, I knew someone. (laughs) What in the world is going on? (laughs) Hang on now. Oh, man. Okay, well, whoa. <laughs> we're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> Hang on. I'm no, no, that's fine. No, just roll with it. Roll okay. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I knew someone that went to go see it, and they said it was life changing. I've heard similar things. So yeah, I've never seen I've it. Ne- I've never seen it either, but yeah. life changing, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I would go see it if it's life changing. <laughs> that's cool. And I imagine they have multiple showings. It's not just this weekend. Do you know that? Well, I just clicked out of it, but you could find out by going to the ConnecticutWeekender.com yes. and clicking on this weekend. But uh, yes, I believe there are multiple. Yep, there's multiple multiple shows. Sweet. Uh, so it's the second as well at one p.m. So um, multiple so, uh, times. Yeah, and then um, uh, I know the Essex Steam Train and Riverboat has their sunset cruises, and I'm pretty sure I looked at the calendar that it's every other Saturday, but. Um, that's that's coming up. There's been a bunch, and I actually tried to get tickets to the one for this Saturday, and it was sold out. So, um, I, I wrote uh, I wrote a I wrote in a blog post that if you know if you're gonna check out the Sunset Cruises or really anything with the steam train or riverboat, try to plan a week out. Um, so you what happens is you hop on the train at 6 p.m. And you take like a quick minute, you know, quick 15 minute drive on the train to where the riverboat is docked. And then you go on a two hour cruise along the Connecticut River. And, uh, you know, there's a bar on there and you can get some drinks and just enjoy the uh, enjoy the sights and sounds of the of the river. Very cool. What else do we have? We have uh, Seals on the Rocks at Mystic Aquarium. That is this uh, evening, actually, right? Friday? We're recording this on Friday? We're recording this on Friday. Um, so that is uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, 9 p- 9.30 p.m. You want to double check, make sure that tickets aren't already sold out. I think right. it's a pretty popular thing. Yeah. 
Um, but they, but they, host, have more, they host events like this all the time. Yeah, they have more coming up, and uh, those are all laid out on the on the uh, on the events page. But they just had uh, whales and cocktails, yeah. and I know they have prosecco with penguins, and they kind of switch it up every once in a while. But definitely something to check out. Um, the last one we want to highlight is the Westside Reggae Festival. That's at the Ives Concert Park. Um, and this says, uh, join us for the seventh annual West Westside Reggae Festival on Saturday, July 28th. So that's tomorrow. There's going to be music, food, and fun for the whole family. And uh, the doors open at 1 o'clock. Good stuff. So uh, do you have any, uh, any big plans for the weekend, Sean? I sure feel like I do. Um, I have a massive pile of mulch that's still sitting in my driveway that uh, I need to commit some time to. So I'll probably be doing a little bit of yard work. Um, but we'll be, I'm sure, going out with the, the kids to some of the local parks and doing all sorts of kid-friendly things like uh, we typically do when you have a one-year-old and a, a three-year-old. That's home. right. Yeah. Now, you've been talking about this mulch forever and kind of just floating it by everyone in the office to see who's going to come and spread it for you. But <laughs> I, I think that that's going to ultimately land on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, the weekender has just been starting and we've kind of just been getting some interviews lined up and they started to roll through. So, uh, we have our first, uh, first guest, uh, that's going to be on this podcast and, uh, pretty, pretty famous, I would say for the first, for the first interview. Um, I, I know I visited his establishment a lot, uh, this week, you know, he's going to be on and you know him as the famous pizza in New Haven. Um, he is known as the master of pizza, the father of pizza, the legendary, you know, pizza master. So it's quite the title. Yeah, I mean, only the legend of something. Yeah, the legend. You you could be the legend <laughs> of the weekend, I guess. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Gary Bamonti to the Connecticut Weekender podcast. Uh, Gary Bamonti is the legendary owner of Pepe's Pizza in New Haven. Gary, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I am perfect. Sitting up in the uh, podcast studio, just loving it. Um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, the history of Pepe's. I'm sure a lot of people already know, you know, people that are going there kind of, kind of understand, you know, it's the old kind of Americana scene. So just give me a, a history of how it started and, and where it is now. Sure. Well, my, my grandfather um, first came uh, from Italy as a teenager and um, got a, uh, he had a, a half brother who, who lived in um, New York and, he, his half-brother brought him into Connecticut, and he originally got a job at a sergeant's lock uh, factory making locks, and um, he got a job at a macaroni factory. When <laughs> World War I broke out, he had to go back to Italy, fight in the Italian army. When World War I was over, he was then married, and he brought his wife, and he came right back to New Haven, Connecticut, because there was a lot of industry in the area, and he got a job at the Generoso, Moro, Macaroni, and bakery and and that was located right on Worcester Street. Okay. And so he he was um you know he was working there and he started flattening out the um uh the bread dough and he was putting sauce on it and he would sell uh he sell his little pizzas around the in the area in the general area a couple of blocks there was a lot of industry and he would sell his pizzas. And but my grandfather was uh only had a sixth grade education he couldn't keep track. So my grandmother, who was educated, said, well, let's have him come to us. And he, um, he rented a little building that had a, uh, an oven in it, and he started uh, Francesco Pepe Bakery. And he would bake breads, and he would make his pizzas, 
And at the beginning, it was just takeout. But then um, in 1925, he established it as a, a restaurant. And he, he had... Gary, you there? I lost you. So he, he opened up Francesco Pepe Bakery, and then he moved um, in 19, that was in 1925. In 1936, he moved to a larger building, and that's what was now known as Frank Pepe's Pizzeria Napoletan. And um, now it's just kind of people just call it Pepe's, Pepe's Pizza. So, I, well, I, I mentioned in, a, in an earlier episode that I actually went to school in New Haven, and I would go to Pepe's all the time. And, uh, me and my buddies made it a point to visit, you know, all the famous pizzerias in the area and always, of course, named Pepe's as the best. But when I first, I, my first trip there, I was, there's two buildings. So is, is one of the buildings the first official one? And then you guys kind of expanded or what, what is the deal there? They said the two buildings, the smaller one on the side in the back. Yep. That's where my grandfather originally started. Oh, okay. So it's all, all the original stuff is right there next to each other. Correct. That's Correct. awesome. That is really cool. So and go then ahead. he moved to the larger building to expand his business. And if, if I'm not mistaken, he was really one of the first sit down restaurants for pizza. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so as I was, you know, poking around and doing my background research, uh, I, I was listening to interviews and you kept mentioning the ovens and, and how intense it is um, to get those ovens up and running. And uh, could you speak to that a little bit and kind of tell, tell me about the significance of these ovens? Sure. Sure. The, um, you know, it's a, a brick oven, coal fired and um, coal burns so much hotter than wood. Um, you know, you get this hot, intense, dry heat and it kind of, seals all the flavors into the pizza and you end up with a, a chewy, I mean, a, a crispy uh, charred edge, but yet the crust is chewy. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. It is the best of both worlds. I, I will agree with you. <laughs> um, so what would you say, you know, the oven is obviously significant, but there's so many other things that you guys do that, um, you know, is important to the, the whole experience. What would you say the most important aspect of the, the, of Pepe's restaurant is? Well, the most important aspect is the oven. And the second, um, the second equally as important is the dough. And the third is the quality of our ingredients. We use the best quality ingredients. We use the, the finest uh, imported tomatoes, the finest imported olive oil, the finest imported um, uh, pecorino. Um, and we, we, we adhere to my grandfather's original recipes. My grandfather always said, he goes, you do one thing and you do it right. And you do it the best you can and you'll never fail. That's right. And, That's uh, right. right. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the process of picking all of these ingredients? It must be hard to kind of land on ingredients, especially if some are imported and, and some are local. How, how do you kind of go about that? Uh, well, we, we have a, um, well, my cousin and I usually, um, we usually, uh, test every once a year, we test the tomatoes and we'll bring in, um, we'll bring in 10, uh, imported tomatoes, uh, from different regions in Italy and we'll, uh, we go through the gauntlet, so to speak. And, um, the gauntlet, I like that. <laughs> taste, we taste the tomatoes and we look for a specific flavor profile that we're, that we are accustomed to over the years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we check the fruit, uh, the acidity, the sweetness, uh, the, um, the, what the tomatoes are in the, um, 
what do you call it, the puree that they're in. And uh, we look at all these and the color, we look at all these and we'll narrow it down to four. And we'll take those four and we'll make pizzas with them. And how long does and that usually we'll, take? Excuse me? How long does oh, it usually long? take? All day. Wow. Wow. That's, all day. And, and, it's, and uh, it seems like you're very, it's very intensive selection process. Yes, absolutely. We'll start probably around 10 a.m. and we'll probably wrap it up by 3 or 4 p.m. You know, so uh-huh. maybe 6 so um uh so then we'll pick the, the the four we'll make pizzas with them because sometimes they taste good out of the can but when you cook them on the pizza it t- they take a completely different flavor profile really and then we'll pick the best two wow. because now now that we have 10 going on 11 locations we're we're importing like 12 to 15,000 cases a year of tomatoes wow that's so amazing so we want to make sure that consistency is goes all year. Right. So is that, that, that selection process and kind of ordering in that, I guess for lack of a better word, you know, ordering in bulk, is that how you, you know, with all these locations, is that how you really keep it consistent? And, you know, is there someone in place from, you know, a a close uh, family friend of yours that is teaching everyone at this, at the new locations on how to prepare and, and execute these pizza making? Yes. Yes. That's, that's my job actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. So, you know, you, you're kind of quality assurance in a, in yes. a sense. Nice. So you travel around to all the different locations. Yes. Yes. And I do have a, a, a person that's, you know, kind of my sidekick and uh, you know, he's very well versed. He was, um, he came from a culinary background and uh, he gets it. So he's, he's, he's my, he's my twin. Nice. So. It's nice to have someone like that in the company for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, so you said you have, uh, 10 or 11, 11 restaurants now. We have 10. We just signed, uh, a lease for a, um, uh, 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 um, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Burlington mall in uh, Massachusetts in Burlington, oh, nice. Massachusetts. Nice. So do you really keep the family tradition pretty evident in all of your locations? Is there, is there a signature, you know, decor or pictures or something that's, you know, kind of carrying the the flagship New Haven store around the entire, you know, spread of your locations? Exactly. We have all the original uh, photos were digitally reproduced. Um, We have a trade dress. Um, You know, we used a white tile um, extensively. Um, throughout the restaurant, you know, and uh, we, you know, the same green, um, green booths and the same lighting and, you know, just, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's called the trade dress. That's uh, right. Right. All of our locations look similar. And um, I don't know if you know this or not. So I went, like I said, I went to school in New Haven and uh, I went to Southern and I took Italian and I, I, I passed the fluency test in Italian and, and all this stuff. And I, I took a f- Italian food culture class and we had a segment on Pepe's pizza. So we learned about, you know, it, they tied it back to immigration and, you know, industry growing and all that stuff. And, and I mean, how does it feel to be a part of something that is making an impact on not just, you know, Connecticut or New Haven, but, you know, being a staple in the pizza community around, you know, the country. And, uh, you know, I, I travel around, uh, you know, I, I go to, uh, I've been out West and, 
I've been, I go to Aruba a lot and I, I wear my Peppy shirt and everybody seems to recognize Peppy's. You know? No way. It's really That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So, you know, being one of the first sit down, um, restaurants in New Haven and, you know, everyone kind of equating the Italian culture to being really family oriented. When someone new comes into your pizza shop, um, you know, what can they expect when they come in? Well, the, 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 hopefully, um, the, they could, they could expect to be greeted by uh, a very friendly staff. We try to make everybody feel like family. Um, and, uh, we try to make their dining experience, their first dining experience at Pepe's the best they ever had. And just to, just to get back to it, my grandfather was instrumental to opening the first pizza restaurant in Connecticut. So it, was, it wasn't just first sit down. It was first pizza. First pizza restaurant. That's unbelievable. And, um, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people in New Haven know, but maybe some people that don't know, you know, that come to New Haven, if you're, if you're planning on going to Pepe's, you're going to have to wait in line because there's a line. Would you, what would you say usually every day out of the door? Yes, I was there. Uh, <laughs> I was just down in New Haven just before, uh, just before uh, this interview. And uh, it was about one thirty, and there was a line, there was a line down the street at lunchtime. So it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's and you know we would always try to find we would always try to sneak in like oh what's the best time what's the best time and it it wouldn't matter any time that we'd go down there it was just packed and it, it, it's crazy and but the pizza is so good I mean the I know that you the sauce is is made with love everything is made with love and you know I think that that, that really speaks to the family tradition and everything like that. Um, well, we're, just to get back to the ingredients, we're still using. We're still using the same uh, pecorino that my grandfather used 50 years ago. Wow. We're, we're using the same brand. We're using the same sausage my grandfather used 50 years ago. We're using the same pepperoni my grandfather used 50 years ago. So we, we keep, I mean, we've added a couple of new ingredients here and there, but we try to keep everything, uh, you know, traditional that my grandfather did and you know, back in the day, my grandfather used uh, canned chicken, uh, but now we oven roast our chicken. You know, we buy, get the chicken uh, tenders, chicken breasts, and we cook them off in the oven, in our coal-fired oven, and then we, uh, you know, we prepare it for our pizza, our chicken pizza. Same thing with our red roasted peppers. We, we cook them in the oven, we roast them in the oven, and then, you know, we prepare them, and that goes on our pizza. Just like the the white clam, the white clam pizza, they're fresh shuck clams. The clams are shucked daily. In New Haven alone, we go through. Right now, we're probably hitting between seventy and ninety bushels a week. Wow, and the that's probably that's that's one of your, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's probably one of the top two popular pizzas, right? It's the the, the you know the the plain mozzarella and then the clam pizza, right? Yes, yes, and. Uh, <laughs> And I'll tell you right now, because uh, between July 1 and September 30th, we do a uh, fresh tomato pie. It's, uh, you know, the native tomatoes. And uh, I'll tell you something, it's off the chart. It's, it's off the chart. And people love it. They say it's, it's incredible. They wish we could have it all year round. But we'll only use the fresh native tomatoes. We won't use any greenhouse gas tomatoes. You know, we, we, want, we want the best quality for our customers. 
Yeah, you guys, and, and I know, I mean, you can, you can just taste the differences between pizzas, especially if they're using fresh ingredients versus, you know, whatever else ingredients. It's just, it, it makes the pizza. And I, I, I think that that really speaks to the work ethic that, you know, you have instilled in, in all of your, you know, restaurants and, and it's, you know, if it's not broke, then don't fix it. And if, and if that's how the pizza has grown this big and it's because of the fresh ingredients and all the other, all the other aspects of the restaurant, then, you know, you, you shouldn't change it. Just keep it the same. Um, so, you know, does the phrase ever hit you? Like if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. I mean, it must be awesome to be known as, you know, the quote unquote pizza guy. I do. I do. I did. I've, I've been in the business, uh, 43 years. I've, I've made pizzas for 40 years. I've been with, uh, our development company for the last three years as director of quality assurance. Um, I still can make a pizza faster than any of our employees. <laughs> <laughs> Show them who's boss. Oh yeah. And, uh, I've made, I, I was actually the main pizza uh, guy the main, the main pizzaiola um, in New Haven for approximately 13 years. And in that time span, we estimated I made 1.2 million pizzas. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so many pizzas. Now that's back in the eighties. That's mm -hmm. back in the eighties and early nineties. Just to put it in perspective now with all of our locations, we're doing a million pizzas a year. That is in Incredible. So you're feeding so many people and so many people are like joining in on this family tradition. I mean, I can't even imagine how great that feels. That, not only that, we, we have, uh, you know, our, our development company, we have a CEO, we have director of two director of operations. We employ 30 managers. Mm -hmm. We have about 500 employees Wow! right now. So we're, you know, my grandfather, you know, back in the day, he had a lot of family working or family and friends of family. He had a lot of friends and family working for him. And that's what we try to bestow. We try to, we try to make even our, our satellite locations, we try to make them, you know, a family orientated. You know what I mean? Just, you know, just treat everybody like family and, and they'll stay with you. And we have a lot of loyal employees that have been with us for 10, 12, 15 years. Uh, even longer in New Haven, but I'm just saying with our development, because we've only started our development like the past 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. And we have who started with us from day one, you know, in our development phase, and they're still with us. I mean, that, that really speaks to how you run your business and, and how everyone is working together. And I think that, you know, for someone to stay so loyal for so long, I mean, you got to be doing something right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and, and I think it speaks to the community. You know, if you have those people that are staying on and helping you out, you know, I'm sure the community uh, is really involved in the same way. So, you know, if you, if I, I keep picking New Haven because, you know, it's the, the original store, but can you speak to how the community kind of, how you bond with the community, Pepe's influence on the surrounding areas? You know, what are you, what are you really seeing happen or happen over the years uh, since you well, guys I have been scaling up? Since we've been, uh, the, you know, the scaling up, as you say, um, we, we try to give back to the communities. Um, you know, we, we support uh, local uh, charities. We support local, um, uh, like, Little League uh, baseball teams, stuff like that. Um, you know, we, we, my grandfather was always a very uh, generous man, and he always gave back to uh, the community. And just to give you a little um, 
just to give you a little background, my grandfather, you know, when he started in 1925, he worked, he, he developed, he grew his business through the depression, through prohibition, World War II, but many wars, Korean War, Vietnam War, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing, um, you know, how, how he just kept the business going through all of these, uh, all these events that happened, you know, these worldwide events that, uh, you know, just, he kept it going. And it's, it's amazing. It's really yeah. amazing. My yeah. grandfather was an amazing man, believe me. And he must have instilled a lot of that hard work and, and ethic into you. And, and I think it really shows with, you know, he, he kept it going through so many hardships and now you've taken it and, and really expanded to the next level. And, you know, I, I think he would be really super proud of that. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I, my grandfather only had two daughters, you know, my mother and my aunt. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've been working the business since I was 14 and you know, uh, I mean, I was down there even earlier because my mother used to put me upstairs because my grandfather, my grandmother lived upstairs and, uh, you know, they used to babysit me and my, my cousin Lisa, you know, we're both about the same age. And, uh, you know, while our mothers worked down the, down the bakery and, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Was, uh, you know, I remember my grand. he passed away when I was young, but I still remember him. Yeah. And, uh, he was a very, very, he was a good man. He was a, he was a very good man. Always happy, always, always happy go lucky. I never, I don't, I never, you know, even though he passed away when I was young, I never remember him ever angry. You know, he, uh, he was definitely a great man. It's hard to be sad making pizzas. I, I, <laughs> I can imagine that that's a pretty happy place to be. Um, so I, I totally, I, you know, as, as we were saying, when I was making pizzas, I loved it. Yeah. And people can tell, you know, now, you know, I, it's gotten, you know, I haven't been making them as much as I used to, but people used to be able to tell when I was making pizzas, you know, they just said, you know, we could always tell when Gary's making pizzas and when somebody else was making pizzas. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at your questions here and, um, the most popular pizza, it's probably a white clam, uh, you know, really? as a specialty. Pizza. We've been voted number one in the country three years in the running for that pizza. Um, you know, but uh, there's other ones, you know, the mozzarella and sausage. Everybody loves our pepperoni. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of good pizzas. And, now, uh, if if you had to go, let's say, I mean, now that, we go. now that you've expanded <laughs> so far, <laughs> if you have huh? to get pizza, you are desperate for some pizza. Where are you going to go? Happy's. <laughs> Just because they're they're all around now, you can probably drive to one. Oh awesome. yeah, I have the keys, so <laughs> go there. All right. <laughs> um, so you know, I, you, you talked about giving back and stuff like that. Are you guys, you know, doing any events? You know, are you guys showing up and, and you know handing out pizza and and you know is that impacting a lot of the community? Have you noticed any of those people coming back and, and coming into the restaurant? Well, we do, uh, we do like good neighbor nights. We'll support uh, a local cause, uh, you know, wherever our location is, you know, if we have one in, we have a location in Manchester, we'll support a local cause in Manchester one night, you know, wherever, you know, wherever our pizzeria is, you know, we'll support, um, you know, local causes and stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I, um, you know, I, Excuse me. I've done many. Uh, you know, I, I belong to a couple of car clubs, so I, you know, I do. Um, you know, I do a lot of raffle prizes. You know, with gift cards and stuff like that. Actually, there was an auction 
Um, it was an auction. I can't remember what the auction was for. I think it was for a theater or something in Waterbury. And they actually often, uh, uh, they auctioned off me <laughs> to have <laughs> had a pizza experience with Gary Bamonte. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. That yeah, is really cool. Of- I hope you didn't auction off the uh, Pizza Time helmet that you have for your car. Yeah, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that you uh, you belong to those car clubs and kind of had the need for speed. And I think that's such a cool aspect of, you know, putting, you know, the face to the face of the company and, and really giving an insight. So tell me a little bit about the, the car stuff. Oh, well, I, um, you know, I got into, I got into cars, you know, as a teenager, you know, I had a couple of hot cars and this and that. And, um, I just, you know, I just grew an affinity to, I, I'm a Chevy guy. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That. That's fine. For Chevrolet's and I have, right now I have two uh, vintage 1972 Novas and uh, they both have big blocks with one's got about 600 horsepower. And the other one's got about 500 horsepower. Oh my God. And um, I have a 2012 Camaro. Uh, as soon as it got, went out of warranty. I uh, put a pro charger on it. So that's running about five fifty, six hundred horsepower. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. At least you can afford the speeding tickets. <laughs> no, 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 not that wood. <laughs> um, so bringing it back to Pepe's, you know, what overall message, you know, Pepe's is a family place. You know, what, what is the biggest message that you want to convey? You know, you, you want people to walk in and think what? Uh, this is the best pizza on the planet. I don't think you have to try too hard to get people to think that, but I, I, I think that that's a good thing to keep striving for. Um, I'll tell you, but have here, uh, what kind of community look forward to in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, we have our 95th anniversary coming up in two years. Wow. Wow. And, uh, I'm trying to convince our CEO to give away a car. Oh man, what kind of car? It's got to be an Italian car, Fiat maybe. Okay, <laughs> right. I'll buy some raffle tickets for a Fiat. <laughs> um, well, that's really cool. You know, I mean, that's just a true testament of time, right there. Ninety-five years—that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, you know, good Lord willing, I hope I see a hundred. You know, I hope I see our hundredth anniversary. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That or is twenty twenty-five. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so. Um, if- if people want to reach out and kind of get in touch and in the know of what, what's going on at Pepe's, you know, where can they go? Is it, is it your main website? Is it social media? What, what is the way that they can connect with you guys? Our main website, www.pepe'spizza.com. Nice. Or Pepe's pizzeria.com. Uh, I don't go to it too often. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Cause you're out busy. You're visiting all the other, all the other uh, shops out there. So, um, um, New Haven is, is obviously the, the home flagship store, but you know, like, like we said before, you're expanding. So people everywhere can enjoy the Pepe's pizza and, you know, just to round it out, what, what is your, your favorite part about working at Pepe's, you know, running around and checking everything out? Is it, is it bringing on the family tradition? Is it keeping everything going? What is, what keeps you moving? Love the people. I love meeting new people and it's everything which you just said, keeping a tradition going, I, but I love meeting the people and, you know, it's just amazing. I tell them stories. I tell them the, the, you know, the history, some of the history, and they're just amazed and they're going, wow, we never realized. And one of the biggest misconceptions 
of our business is that we franchised. It is not franchised. The family, myself and my cousin, we sit on the board of directors for the development company. It is still family-influenced, family-run business. That's the way it, and that's the way it should be, right? Absolutely. And, and our, um, our investor, our big investor partner and our CEO doesn't want to change a thing. We will never go public. Well, I shouldn't say never, ever. I probably won't see it, but we'll, we'll probably never go public. We're looking to expand um, in a couple of other states. We're looking to you know, possibly open up 20, 20 more locations, maybe 30 uh, up and down the eastern seaboard because that's where we're known. Um, will we ever go uh, intercontinental? I don't know. We've been approached. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what the history, we'll see what the future holds. Well, we're going to be right alongside you with that, with that history unfolding. Gary, I really appreciate you taking the time. Anyone listening, please visit their website, visit, you know, the flagship store, visit any, any, uh, any pizza shop, Pepe's pizza shop that's around you. Gary, thank you for taking the time. And, uh, we look forward to keeping in touch and, uh, and following you along in your journey. My pleasure. My pleasure.